You're listening to Her Giant Leap, and I'm your host, Jennifer Garner. You can find me at my blog, yellowrosejenny.com, where I share some of my creative outlets. My passion is finding those women business leaders who are taking control of their futures and turning their passions into money-making businesses. Find your tribe and work your butt off filling your hours with what makes you happy and what drives your spirit. Let's inspire and encourage those women who come behind us and help them on their path to success. Her Giant Leap is all about chasing your dreams and following the path that God has set out for you. I hope you find nuggets of inspiration and that you're encouraged to jump into the adventure that life has for you. Welcome, Barb. How are you doing? I'm great, except for it's a little snowy out, so I'm just trying to stay warm. <laughs> You're in Washington. Yeah, and they are not used to this kind of weather because I live up in the northwestern corner of Washington, and it rarely snows here. So it was crazy. Closed down and... Um, the shelves in the grocery store were empty when we went at 2 o'clock in the morning last night, and oh. yeah, and there was lines. <laughs> At two in the morning, there were lines? Well, there was lines in the afternoon. That's why we went at two in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. Snow flies here in near Seattle and everybody loses their mind because we don't have the, you know, the plows or the ice, you know, the de-icer and all of that. Nobody knows how to drive in it. So it's fun. I stay home. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm, I bet a lot of schools were closed today. Oh, yeah. Well, Barb, you blog over at making at home blog and what do you share on your blog um what it is is it's a lifestyle blog and we share homemaking homesteading and traditional living tips we kind of focus on just living a more traditional life simply and healthy and just returning back to you know family and wholesome traditions and bringing god back into everything that we do um I try to, I focus mostly on homemaking. My husband helps out a lot with the homesteading articles. He writes about our backyard hens that we raise and he talks about um, his gardening style. We do back to Eden gardening method, which is amazing. It's super easy. And yeah, we cover all kinds of different things. We cover relationships. We cover um, just a relationship with God. We talk about, um, preserving your harvests it's just kind of a catch-all just you know old-fashioned living like our grandparents or well now great-grandparents used to live like how did you guys decide to start on that it was a it was an interesting road <laughs> we if you want to go back to it i about a year and a half ago i converted to christianity and it was a huge, huge change in our life. We'd been struggling in our marriage. We'd been struggling in our life. And things just seemed to kind of, oh, it was just difficult. We've, we've struggled throughout our marriage. We've stayed together. We got divorced once and remarried. <laughs> we had to kind of grow up. And basically the path that we took, I really think was, was inspired by God, was God-led because um, I don't know. I just, all of my life, I wanted to be a homemaker, but culture didn't really allow it 
to happen for me. I was told that it was not a noble cause, that it would be a waste of my talents and intellect. And I struggled that, with that for many, many years. And I think that also helped to damage my marriage because I was being told that I needed to to work full time and to be a strong woman and dominant and be in control and that I could have it all. Yeah, that didn't work. Um, because eventually if you try to have everything, something falls by the wayside. And a lot of times with me and my husband, that was our marriage. And finally it came to a head about a year and a half ago. Our daughter had been moved out of the house two years prior to that. And things just kind of, started to fall apart and my husband said that he didn't feel like he was where he wanted to be in his life that he wanted to be a better person and he didn't feel like he could do that and so I decided that I needed to pray for the first time in many many years I got down on my knees and I just I I gave it to God and I said uh, I just want my husband to be loved sorry <laughs> And so my prayer was answered. The next day, my husband came to me and he asked me, why do you want to be with me? <laughs> and I told him, because I love you. And all I want is for you to feel love, unconditional love. And he said, well, you got me. And everything changed. Everything changed after that. Um, I tried so hard to be a better wife. Um, he really was rededicated to being a better man and we communicated and we learned to love each other again. And that, from that moment on, when I gave up trying to control everything in my life and trying to be, you know, a modern woman, things got so much easier. And we started to to look into our relationship with, with Christ. I hadn't been Christian and well, I was raised Mormon and then I left that church when I was 16. So it was a new experience for me and it was a very interesting change in my life. And I just felt like why had been, why had I been fighting this for so long? Being a housewife and a homemaker is such a noble and important role. And we're taught that that's not okay. Um, like I was, a lot of young women come to me now and they say, I was told that I shouldn't aspire to be a homemaker. And, and I just want to, you know, I wanted to do something. And when we decided to join a church, um, things changed and we, we started to realize that this is what we wanted for our lives. And I actually just felt like I wanted to share that. And I felt like God was leading me to start a blog to help those young women out there who are hiding pretty much because culture says that they shouldn't be a homemaker. Culture says that it's, it's not fulfilling. And a lot of the things I hear nowadays are women will say, well, it's just not doable in our economy to have one income family. And I'm here to say, no, that's not true. <laughs> you can work from home and, um, you can, you know, budget better. You can, there's so many things. And what I'm trying to achieve with this blog is to bring more women to, to just know that they can nurture their home, their family, their husband, and their relationship with Christ. And that those values need to come back. 
and that's why we started it. And since I've been doing this, I have found so much joy and I have, you know, I've seen, I've been led. I, I feel God's hand in this and that's why I've, we decided to do it. And he's doing it with you, your husband. Oh yeah, he does. He hasn't been able to write very much lately because we, he's been trying to get our yard set up for more garden beds and he, he's been doing a lot of stuff outdoors and trying to improve around our house, but he does write an occasional article and he's actually, um, he's actually started writing an ebook on how to raise chickens. So, so yeah, he helps out with the blog, but it's mostly me right now, but the whole goal is that we want to make an income so that we can be financially independent, pay off our debt, and we'd like to move to an actual, you know, five acre piece of land and, and uh, live out there and live a more healthy, natural, traditional life and teach other people how to do that too. How much land do you, are you currently living on now? <laughs> we actually live in a, a town just north of Seattle and we live in town. And I think it's, I'm, I'm not good with acreage size, but I, it's your standard small plot in the middle of a town. So you're a great example. You're homesteading in town. Yeah. And that was something I actually did talk about on my blog was that I wrote an article about um, homesteading is more of a state of mind. You don't have to have like 10 acres and a mule, you know, <laughs> or 40 acres and a mule. <laughs> but Absolutely. yeah, it's, you know, I, I firmly believe that homesteading is a state of mind. It's, it's about trying to return to more wholesome foods. It's more making things from scratch. Um, we also do touch on uh, emergency preparedness on our blog too. So I go over how canning and preserving and stuff like that is really beneficial for, for emergency preparedness. So, so yeah, it's, you don't have to live on a big piece of land and have tons of animals and stuff. You can homestead in an apartment. I even go over that. <laughs> I bet you are reaching a lot of young women then. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I was actually shocked because I thought most of my readers were going to be like 35 to 45 or a little bit older than me. But honestly, most of the messages I'm getting are from younger women who have said, thank you. Thank you for writing this article um, because they feel lost. One of my most popular posts is about, um, <laughs> it's called, uh, being a traditional homemaker in the age of third wave feminism. And it gets a ton of views. I had so many comments about women, young girls saying that they either just got married or they're, you know, they, they're 19 and stuff and they, they want to be homemakers. And it, it's hard. Like I discussed in the article about how, you know, it's basically kind of a survival guide for these young women because I talk about how you can deal with situations when you tell, you know, when somebody asks you, so what do you do for a living? And they say homemaker and inevitably you get that, the face. That's all, that's all you do. <laughs> so I, I've had a lot of younger girls just basically, oh, it feels to me like they're in hiding because they're afraid of saying, Hey, I want to be a homemaker. I want to go back to this life. And there's no resources out there really for them. I mean, think about it. I, the last time I saw my home, a traditional home ec course was when I was in junior high and that was back in like 1986. 
and you know there's not many resources and most of these young girls their mothers were working moms so they weren't home to teach them how to you know bake bread or to you know fold laundry properly or you know and that's what I aim to do with the blog is eventually I'd like to do um, YouTube videos or courses on how to do these things how to basically homemaking 101 and yeah it's it's surprising that I most I've looked at my stats and most of my viewership now is women 35 and younger so it is shocking but then it, it makes sense there's this silent the silent majority out there that really want to go back to more conservative and traditional ways of living are they have are you finding that they are Christian or does that play less of a role and you're going to guide them um, spiritually, but not overtly? Um, it's honestly, there are, I would say it's probably 60, 40, 60 Christian, 40 not. And the 40% that aren't outright Christian are, I guess, Christian curious. <laughs> and I want to reach those women. It's my goal to basically, I'm, I'm trying to write my posts and my articles and everything that I do geared towards women who were like me a couple years ago that that weren't Christian, but were more conservative than, you know, their peers. And I mean, I've always been a little more conservative than most of my friends before I became Christian. And I think, like I said, I think it's a silent revolution that's happening. There's these young women and I'm trying to reach them, but not, I don't want to beat them over the head with Christianity, but I want to live by example because I think personally, I would never have, I wouldn't have been less open to somebody if they were just blatantly out there with their Christianity and saying, you know, you have to believe in God to do this, or you have to have a relationship with Christ to be a, a true, you know, conservative homemaker or what have you. But I really feel like living by example is one of the best ways to reach these young women because they see it and they see how happy and content. I mean, it, it's not a dream life. I'll tell you, I still fight with my husband. We still have arguments. We still struggle. We still, you know, but the struggle is not like it was before. And I want these young women to see that, you know, this type of lifestyle isn't perfect, but nothing is. You're dealing with humans, but it is way, way better and more fulfilling and more satisfying than the life I had before where I was going out dancing and bar hopping and, you know, meeting guys and that life, that type of mentality and lifestyle is, is empty. And I know this from firsthand experience. I remember thinking that made me happy, but it didn't. Um, it was very empty. And it's funny because I look at all my friends and I have lost friends since converting to Christianity. Um, I look at the people that I've lost and they're miserable. They, they act like they're happy. They act like, you know, their lifestyle is fun and exciting and, the, you know, they have everything they want, but I've, I've sat there and watched them and listened to them and they're unhappy. It's, it's, it's a very empty and physical material lifestyle. And that's not, you know, that's not going to get you anywhere in the long run. I know from, like I said, firsthand experience that true happiness is, is nurturing your family, um, 
being there for your husband, uh, developing wholesome relationships. And I think this is where we're heading. I'm hoping you wouldn't know it by looking at, you know, the media or today's TV and film and stuff. You would think, Oh, you know, being young and free and going out and partying and having multiple partners and stuff like that is, is great. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that there are a lot of women out there who, who know it's not, and they want to reach out and, and connect with people who think like them. And that's what I'm hoping to provide. And I'm down to earth. I, I'm, I have a really good relationship with Christ, I believe. And I, and I pray and, but I'm real and, you know, (laughs) I'm still me but I'm just a better version of me. And I think I can relate and people can relate to that part of me. So hopefully, cause I'm not goody two shoes and I'm not, you know, I'm just real. So it's, you know, that's ultimately that's what's driven me is that I have truly found happiness in my life and it's not perfect, but it's perfect for me. Well, you're not a, you're, you're new to, <laughs> Uh, Christianity. So you're not um, intimidating. And for a lot of people um, who are new, it's intimidating. And and how do I do it? How do I do it right? What if I'm doing it wrong as if Christ somehow expects perfection? Yeah. So you're very approachable. And, and you know that I also plan on writing some stuff about that. I did do a blog post about my year after being converting to Christianity. And I had those fears. And it's like the one thing I've learned over this last, you know, year and a half or so is the most important thing that you can have is your relationship with Christ above everything else. And, you know, you don't have to, to know how to perfectly interpret scripture, but you, you have to want to understand it. You have to pray. And I think the most important things you could do, especially as a new Christian, is just pray really, really just pray and not, you know, I talk to God all day. That's what I do. (laughs) And it it is intimidating. And especially considering that I was, you know, for the first, I want to say 15 years of my life, I was Mormon. And so when I first converted, I was trying to figure out if the scripture I was remembering was from the book of Mormon or if it was from the Bible. So, you know, I had to relearn a lot of things. And it, you know, I want people to understand the one thing I learned, I used to always think that being a Christian was so strict and difficult and painful and just, you know, it's one of the most easiest things I have ever done in my life to give up myself to Christ. It was the easiest, most wonderful thing I've ever done. And I thought it was going to be hard and painful and, and it's not. Being a Christian is not difficult, you know. And I do mess up scriptural quotes sometimes, and I make mistakes, but I'm human. And, and that's what I want people to understand is, you know, there are so many different ways. There are so many different interpretations of Christianity out there. And, and you just have to use the Holy Spirit to guide you. You really do. Listen to God, and you can't go wrong. That's, that's pretty much how I've, how I've done my learning experience. And do Bible studies with, with other Christians. You know, that's what I've done to learn the Bible better. So yeah, it, I try to just be me and just tell it how it is. And I think that's more appealing than somebody 
basically, you know, being shoving the Bible down somebody's throat. I think more people are willing to listen. And the one thing I always tell everybody that, you know, cause I have, my family is not Christian and um, they're always asking, well, why do you, why do you want to share so much about being Christian? And my favorite thing I've ever heard since I, since I converted was um, if you had the cure for cancer, wouldn't it be kind of a jerky thing of you not to share it? And that's how I look at my faith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's even better than a cancer cure because exactly it's forever it's eternity. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. That's, that's what I've experienced. I, I, I'm not perfect and I will never, ever claim to be perfect. So, and you know, I just want to be there for people and I want to listen and cause I know what it's like when you feel lost. It, it's such a painful experience. It, I'm a very stubborn woman. Just ask my husband. <laughs> he waited around for so long for me to get it figured out. <laughs> the first thing he said after I, I told him I, I wanted to get, you know, be Christian and go be rebaptized for myself. And he said, wow, 22 years it's taken <laughs> 22 oh. years I've been waiting to hear that. <laughs> so he's, he's quite the character. Well, just think he waited for 22 years, but how, what, however you old you were at that point, God had been waiting all those years too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I said, you know, God knows how stubborn I am. He's the one who made me. So <laughs> you know, the path that I was going to take, and he was sitting there tapping his foot, just waiting. <laughs> So your family is not Christian, but they're open to talking to you about it, or are they more questioning you? My, well, it's like I said, I was raised Mormon. My parents haven't gone to Mormon church since, oh gosh, since I was 16, and and I'm 44 now. <laughs> and yeah, it's, my mother is is more open they've always had very, very strong conservative values. My father has always been about, you know, follow the 10 commandments and it's always been present in my life, but it was never a really big, it's not like what I have now with my husband. Um, but my mom's open. She listens and she loves talking to me about it. Um, my siblings are not, um, one of my brothers is very adamantly against organized religion because when we were Mormon, he actually went on a mission and, and then realized, you know, that this was not truly, you know, the answer. And my other siblings, they're not atheists. They just, they don't know. They're still, you know, learning who they are and stuff. But, you know, we, we talk about everything in my family. Nothing's off limits. And I, I love the fact, like, I have a, an adopted brother, basically, he kind of just showed up at my house or my parents' house one day as a teenager. And he's been a part of our family ever since. And he said, I may not believe the same thing that you do. And he goes, but I love who you've become because of it. And that means it's, it's a wonderful thing in my eyes. So, you know, I don't have the people that really mattered stayed in my life after I converted and the ones that weren't truly there the ones that really weren't truly didn't truly love me love me aren't so and that was painful but 
it is what it is. You know, I pray. I pray every day for them. And I've met some really wonderful people when I became Christian that, that have been a part of my life. And they're my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think that was a fair trade-off. <laughs> well, even if you were all alone in this earth, you have everything now. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and it's a wonderful feeling, I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so bring this back to the girl who um, you are mentoring through your blog. And you're telling her, baby, you can, you can have your own business too. What kind of businesses can they have out there? Um, well, that's the thing. With blogging, it's, it's, not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. I've been blogging for a year now, and I'm finally starting to get some real traffic. And it's, it's not, it's, it's a struggle sometimes, and you have to develop a thick skin. Um, but there are a lot of opportunities with blogging. You can do what you're doing and have a podcast. You can do affiliate sponsors. And I have some ads on my website. I try to keep it minimal. And I make a very strong effort to only put companies' ads on my website right now that I endorse, that I use, and that I stand behind. Um, you can make money that way. You can, um, once you get a certain amount of subscribers or people on your website daily, you can apply for um, groups like Mediavine and they provide income to you for your traffic. What I'm thinking about doing, this is one of the top ways that you, and you're more in control of this type of income is by designing, um, you can write eBooks, you can actually make physical books and sell them on your website. Um, I'm working on doing, I, what I really wanna do is some courses, like some actual, you know, either video courses or, like um, courses with different downloadable worksheets and stuff like that. I've thought about doing YouTube. That's another way to monetize a blog. Um, it's really what you're comfortable with. And it's, it's about your talents and your abilities, what you feel, you know, you, you're strong at. Um, I'm just now learning video and audio and all of that. So, you know, this is a learning experience for me. But, and a lot of women, you know, use it as a ministry and a lot of people use it as ministry. You could also like, I knew a blogger who actually lives near me who's quite popular and she has a subscription based website where she has hundreds of videos on homesteading. She does videos on how to make soaps and how to preserve, you know, she does canning videos and all kinds of things. So, you know, it's really unlimited. It's really up to you and how much work and effort you want to put into it. Um, but yeah, there's tons of ways to do it. And like I said, I'm looking towards more doing uh, different kind of courses online. And then I've also thought about as a sideline, teaching other people how to overcome the tech struggle with blogging because <laughs> you can have a passion for writing and be artistic, but tech is usually where a lot of people get hung up. And I'm fortunate that I have been raised in a family with three brothers who are all IT techs and nerds. So I've learned from them. And when I started my blog, I kind of had a leg up because I knew how to troubleshoot issues. So I was thinking about doing a, a separate kind of thing where I do courses for teaching people how to how to just get over the tech of blogging and how to, you know, 
how to get it going so that they don't have to worry about that and they just worry about writing. So there's, you know, there's a lot of opportunities out there. And, you know, it's only, I think I really want to say it's only, it's limited, it is limited to your own imagination. <laughs> Which is wonderful. You don't have to be perfect at just one thing. You can have many different talents. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that that's what, when I first started, uh, that I misunderstood was that you only could be in one little niche. You can only be in one area. So are you a crocheter or are you a quilter or are you a food blogger? And, and it's turned into more like a lifestyle yeah. avenue rather than a, I'm only in this lane, but I can be in four or five different lanes. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when you're blogging, you, you want to use your talents and what you're good at and what you have to teach other people. And for me, it's about, my blog is really about helping other women achieve the life that they want, helping them achieve the lifestyle they want. And I think for a lot of bloggers, that's what it's about, whether it be, you know, somebody who's living a simplistic life, somebody who wants to live off grid, whatever it is, it's, you know, it's helping others achieve the goals that, you know, they want to achieve and it, it's really there are so many I've heard so many people say oh there's so many blogs out there and you know how could I be you know make it in this in this huge uh, blog world and I'm like somebody told me if you go in a grocery store go down the bread aisle and tell me there's you know there's so many different types of bread <laughs> and it's you it's your blog is uniquely you that that you know, there might be another blogger. I know there's other bloggers out there that are similar to me, but they're not me. They don't bring my point of view or my life story or my experiences to it. And that's what I try and tell people when they're starting blogs is, yeah, there could be a ton of other bloggers who are like into essential oils, but they're not you. And that's what I think a lot of people have to remember is, you know, don't compare yourself. Uh, don't get in the comparison game. It's, it'll, it's a downward spiral. <laughs> <laughs> that that's true whether or not you get into blogging or anything that is yes, just true yeah. in life oh yes yeah. <laughs> well it has been wonderful talking to you barb and tell listeners where they can find you when they're seeking you out um well my blog is www.making-it-home.com and I'm on Instagram and Facebook and I'm on Pinterest and I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it often, but mostly I'm on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me at make, I believe it's making it home blog for both of those. Wonderful. I, I have enjoyed talking with you today and I, um, I respect that's the word I respect the heck out of you for the path you've walked the past year and a half. Thank you so very much. I've enjoyed this too. I really am grateful for this opportunity that God has given us. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Barb. Bye, Jenny. Lovely listeners, I pray that while you listen to today's podcast, you were in some way encouraged to listen to the gentle nudgings that God is placing on your heart. If you're thinking of pursuing your passion or your dream, do so with the faith that God is with you and each day is a chance to learn something new. Take that giant leap and see where you land. 
I look forward to returning soon with another inspiring lady and sharing with you her words of encouragement. If you're inclined, leave me a comment or share this podcast with someone who may benefit from hearing it. Until next time, take care.